But now I want to welcome back a guest we spoke with just a couple of months ago about a terrible situation, one in which she was forced to forced out of her job as the head women's lacrosse coach at Oberlin College for daring to speak her mind in the most innocuous and completely harmless of ways in response to uh, a social media post. But uh, Kim Russell was removed from her position as coach, was reassigned at Oberlin College, and eventually ended up leaving Oberlin College. She um, was not just chastised for her social media post, as she said in an interview on this program and one with the Independent Women's Forum. She was burned at the stake, stoned, not as in getting high, but the other kind, where people throw rocks at you, verbal rocks. She was told that uh, she was a horrible person. She lost her role as coach, which she had done for 27 years, all because she dared to defend women's sports as being places and spaces for gasp women and should not be interfered with or invaded by or infiltrated by biological males. Uh, Now the Biden administration is reviewing and rewriting Title IX rules to allow that to happen, which is what took her to Washington, D.C., along with Riley Gaines, whom we spoke with last week. Uh, to testify uh, in support of women's sports. So Kim Russell has been kind enough to join us once again to give us an update on her story and also to talk about her testimony before the House Oversight Committee on Tuesday. So, Kim Russell, welcome back to our, our program here on AM 1420. The answer, it's good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much, Bob, for having me. Are Glad you? To be. Are are you used to the spotlight yet? Because uh, you <laughs> you seem like a pretty private. When we spoke before, and from everything that I've read, you seem like a pretty private person. You don't, you know, you're not a a spotlight seeker. You just like to put your head down and go and coach your girls and play your sports and be the athlete and the coach you've always been. But you were thrust into a into kind of a role as a spokesperson, like Riley, I think, for women's sports. You getting used to that yet? It's pretty crazy, um, and testifying and being in that hearing for three hours um, was uh, unbelievably eye-opening for what is going on in this country right now. <laughs> was it more eye-opening than the three hours you were forced to sit in the middle of the firing squad uh, and uh, and face all of the uh, com- condemnation for daring to have an original thought of your own that didn't uh, follow along with the Oberlin ideology? Well, honestly, you know, I really believe that I was I was put into that place for that amount of time for a specific reason. And if that reason is so I can speak up and defend and advocate for the um, for women and girls in not just in sports, but in private spaces as well, then um, it's all worth it. Good for you. Good for you. I want to talk more about your experience there in Washington and your testimony, but but just to give everybody a an update on what has happened with you. The last time we spoke, you were reassigned to a position where you did not have contact with the uh, student-athletes at Oberlin. Since then, you are gone. Tell us uh, how that played out. Correct. Um, when I was reassigned and offered that position, um, I chose not to take it. So I, I, I never accepted it um, and never went in except to meet with human resources and to turn in um, my computer and phone and keys and all of that, you know, hard stuff. <laughs> did you so. did you did you do that um, 
willingly, in other words, meaning that you, you, you were like, I'm done, I don't want to be here anymore, or, or did you think about fighting for your job by, by getting an attorney and saying, you can't do this, I'm going to fight? Like, what, what made you decide to turn in your computer and your key card, et cetera? So I do have an attorney. I've had an attorney since um, June of 2022, um, or actually, sorry, May of 2022, um, when I was given a letter at the end of the lacrosse season stating that I had to change my behavior immediately. And, um, you know, since then, basically everything came under fire once I chose to speak up publicly. And in this case, um, you know, I knew when they did not fire me, but removed me from coaching and wanted to put me in an office away from interaction with students. Um, there's something called quality of life, right? <laughs> and, and, and what's worth it in this life. Um, it was time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. So I made that choice. Um, I did not want to walk back into that building again. Um, it was important for me. I watched the entire Gibson trial and saw that, you know, two members of their family died during that trial. And and what is worth that, right? Nothing. My health, um, my ability to be with my own children and to live a joyful life is much more important than um, proving a point. I think that point has been proven. Good for you. That boy, that, and that's such a great, healthy way to look at that too. Is it worth fighting this, and then only to go back into a place that, if you were to win a lawsuit, you, you would still be scorned? They would they they would look at you differently. They wouldn't welcome you. They would uh, you know essentially ostracize you from uh, from everyone, and uh, you would be a pariah there. And so, why would you want to walk back into that? That's not healthy. Good for you, and I'm sure the Gibson's thing was very. Uh, you know, instructive for you on on how to proceed against these people. So now you're in Washington, D.C. You're a celebrity witness. You are testifying before the Oversight Committee. I want to give just a a short uh, sample of this for people to listen to before we talk about specifics. There are extreme differences in the biology of men and women. I've experienced it as an athlete and a coach and a parent. Um, As an athlete, I chose to play co-ed field hockey as an adult. My worst injury I've ever had came from that. Um, A man fell on top of me when I fell this way. I'm 5'4", maybe 120 pounds soaking wet. I haven't ever been bigger except when I was pregnant. When he fell on me, two of my ribs popped off of my sternum. Those are the kind of injuries, and what happened to Peyton McNabb has recently happened to another high school athlete in California whose dad is too afraid to say anything. And this cancel culture, what's happened is kids are too afraid to say anything. Parents are too afraid to say anything. Coaches are in massive fear of losing their jobs. Professors are in massive fear of losing All for standing up for women. Um, Kim Russell, you approached that like a boss. Um, I'm wondering, were you intimidated? Did you have to get in the right frame of mind to testify and to answer questions from the, uh, from the members of that committee or were you confident right from the get go? It was a 
was great, Bob. Um, I was not intimidated at all because to me, this is my passion. This has been my entire life has been um, affected by Title IX. Um, you know, I was able to play two sports at the D1 level and go to a college on an athletic scholarship because of Title IX. My first internship while I was in college was at Wimbledon. That's because I played those sports. My first real job out of college was with IMG working in men's professional golf, which wouldn't have happened without Title IX again because of my background and how I met Mark McCormick, who was the CEO of IMG. So I really have had so many opportunities and then coaching for 27 years for women and girls and starting programs for women, women and girls at every level from youth to international, all is about Title IX. And then obviously, I'm a woman. I have two girls and two boys. And, you know, I, I see the physical differences. We all see them. This is just reality. So what was the most upsetting to me in that hearing and honestly made me sad was listening to Summer Lee and how much hate was in her voice. Oh, my gosh. And how much, um, you know, really rudeness in the way that most of the representatives um, on the one side of the aisle weren't even looking at us when we testified. They were just looking at their phones. They weren't paying attention. Um, very few asked us questions. They just spoke regarding whatever their agenda was. But the fact that the that three Democratic representatives who are women are against this bill and against standing up for women is what hurt my heart. And I, I literally wanted to hold them and hug them and say, what happened to you that you feel this way? Uh, and I kept hearing, well, you're excluding transgender. This is not about excluding anyone. This is about having everyone play on the teams that are whatever they were born biologically and keeping girls and women's sports female and men's and boys' sports male. Mm -hmm. And if you... You want an open category. The open category has always been the men's and boys. And as far as co-ed, that's fine up to a certain age. So it just, it really broke my heart that I, to see that I don't believe these people understand that they are undermining women and girls. No, they don't. Or, or they don't care one way or the other. Um, just a quick follow-up on that. Summer Lee calling Riley a misogynist and uh, Riley, or excuse me, calling her a transphobe and then Riley just responding right back. Well, then, you know, your position on this is misogynistic and her wanting to have that stricken from the record. Fortunately, it was not. But I wanted to ask you, Kim, did anybody come at you the way they did at Riley with such uh, with such venom and, as you say, hatred on her face and in her voice? So Summer Lee came at all of us. It was her opening remark mm -hmm. and basically said, you're going to hear um, bigotry and hatred and 
um, from these transphobic people, or and maybe I'm I'm sorry if I'm misquoting that at all, but it's pretty in line. And then Riley was the first person to speak on it. So Riley um, is one of the most amazing humans I've ever met, and so passionate and so well spoken. And you know, it, <laughs> she threw it right back at her. Mm-hmm. Of you know, if you're going to say this, then then this is really what you're doing. And that was so, just in that was just in the open when it came into the questioning period, though. The, you know, the five minutes at a time and so forth. Did um, did you have any exchanges where you felt personally attacked? And uh, and how did you how did you handle that? I haven't seen the entire testimony. I've only seen snippets of it. I did see your entire opening statement, <clears throat> but then only snippets of the rest of it. So did you uh, did you have to engage in any you know one on one battles uh, with the questioners? Said most of the um, Democratic representatives did not question us. Um, and the couple of times when we were given the chance to speak or we were questioned, um, it was not, I did not feel attacked and it was very easy for me to answer the questions because this is not a difficult topic. It is about reality. So, um, you know, it was the, the biggest thing that, that they kept saying was you're excluding transgender. And I just kept repeating, we are including everyone. We are protecting women and girls exactly. in sports and private spaces. Um, the um, the one woman spoke about um, girls, you know, if we do this, girls are going to have to have um their entire bodies looked at and, you know, she was very specific and it's like, okay, guess what? Already every high school and college athlete has a physical at the beginning of the season. Exactly. There's, there's no changes here happening. That's exactly right. And, and, and if done to, it's typically done to confirm their ability to participate in a healthy way in these sports and not, you know, have any injuries or underlying conditions that might stop them. And if all along the way, it means we confirm that you are indeed a biological female, uh, that's, that's, that's okay because that's part of the thing. Um, I wanted to ask you about what the, um, National Women's Law Center president, Fatima or Fatima Goss Graves, one of the witnesses, who said that female athletes should learn to lose gracefully to biological men rather than learn to be competitive and win in your own spaces and earn your scholarships and earn your awards and honors and do everything that men can do. No, um, just, just, just learn to take your losses to biological men a little bit more gracefully and all will be well. What, what do you respond? How do you respond to that? Again, that organization just disappoints me because how can they be called the National Women's Legal Center and say anything like that? <laughs> um, it, it blew me away. Uh, and there are a couple of women's organizations at the national level right now um, who are not supporting women. And one of the one of my um, roles moving forward is is to point that out and say you know who are you really standing for and do you need to change your name um that's a great question and no they won't um because the word woman doesn't mean anything to them anyway quite frankly um you know it's been that's been well documented the last question i'm going to ask you for today kim russell is this and i asked riley the same question last week when i had riley on 
Um, is it time to for all female competitors to just walk away until this is fixed? In other words, do, not not don't enter the competition, but enter it. And when you walk onto the court or the field or the the swim platform or wherever it is that you're competing, if you look around and you know that there is a biological male at the start of this, this is what I want to see happen. When when the when the ball is put in play or when the whistle blows or whatever, every single actual female leave their 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 platform of competition and and say we're not doing this because I feel like that's going to be the only way to stop this massive invasion of men into into women's spaces. Is it time to do something like that? Solidarity. Yeah, right. That's the word. Stand, stand together. Uh, I believe as women. We need to stand together, and if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. And I think it's really important for your listeners to also know that, you know, the voice of reason is the majority right now. I have many friends who are lesbians, gay men, and even some who identify as transgender who all believe that sports should be segregated by biological female and biological male. This is not a partisan, you know, debate. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. It should. There you go. It shouldn't be. It, it is, unfortunately, because all of those opposing this are on one particular party, and those who want women to have their spaces are in the other particular party. And, and let's put it this way. I don't know if you were much of a, into the politics of things prior to this situation involving you, but when you've got General Michael Flynn tweeting in response to Kim Russell, we need 10,000 Kim Russells. We need men to also stand up for what is right and good for young women athletes. Too much hard work and sacrifice has gone into to achieving what so many women have achieved in sports and in life. Uh, General Michael Flynn, of course, as you know, worked for Donald Trump. So I don't know if you were political before this, but he just literally tweeted, we need 10,000 Kim Russells. That's got to carry some weight with you. Yeah, it was um, really humbling that he (laughs) tweeted that. It was very humbling. And um, I feel very honored that he would even acknowledge acknowledge me, much less say the amazing things that he did. Well, so I feel I, I am grateful for that, and I will continue to stand up. I will continue to speak out. I will be calling out every sports organization who is wavering or, or not making decisions or allowing transgenders to compete with women. So... Well, your voice is your voice is enormously important. Your voice and your presence are enormously important. They're going to be a play a huge role in trying to uh, reclaim women's sports spaces uh, for women. Uh, thank you, Kim, for doing what you do. I'm sorry you have to go through all of this to get here, but like you said, you, you're looking at like maybe you were put there for a reason. That happened to you last year for a reason, so that you could be here doing what you're doing right now and working for a very, very important uh, cause. So, Kim Russell, Absolutely. thank you so much. Uh, God bless you for doing what you do. And we'll stay in touch. Okay. Thanks so much, Bob. Thank you. All right.